Hi, just a quick heads up that this episode was originally recorded back in October of 2023, but unfortunately there was a delay on the campaign release, so the new date for Stoey getting released is now January the 30th. So sit back, relax, and listen to a slice of the past. And now, I'm with the show. Welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! My name's Richard. I'll be your host for autumn because we used to do months, but now we're getting into seasons. And I'm just going to say if you go down to the Fantasy Woods today, you're in for a big surprise. If you go down to the Fantasy Woods today, you'll never believe your eyes, especially if you're looking to go down the woods and get yourself a table or maybe make yourself a table and maybe you're thinking I'd like to get one of these tables but these tables are just so big and cumbersome and huge and I have people coming round and then you know I just can't have this fully huge just behemoth kind of sitting in the middle of the table I want something I can pack away I want something I can stow away I almost want something that's a bit stowy and if I want something that's a bit stowy I need to speak to somebody who's going to maybe be bringing us a story to the table and that is Dav Thomas. And Dav Thomas is from the Fantasy Woodworks and he's here to talk all about Stoey, which is the exciting portable, adaptable, fold-away gaming table which is coming soon to crowdfunding. There you go. Hi, Dav. How are you? Hi, Richard. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very good intro there. <laughs> I'm becoming... I don't know. I'm almost becoming like Ted Rogers in 321. There's like a, an end clue... And that'll give you your kind of your age away if you know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Where somebody mentions a word and then it's like gonna go to it and then you kinda get to it and I'm pleased to tell you that you've won a holiday. So there you go. So um I've looked back through your uh I've um, looked back through your episodes and I, I as far as I know I'm one of your first accessories, I think, am I not? I didn't go back through all of them. Um I think <laughs> Depends what you mean, because in terms of like murdering shows, I've had a few accessories <laughs> in terms of that. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I mean, I think we've had, um, uh, I think we've had kind of systems on and stuff like that. We had the guys from Dazed on, um, but they're kind of like helping kind of you play games. I don't think we've actually had kind of tables and somebody's going to be shouting at me and going, what about me? <laughs> Didn't you forget my, my, my amazing idea? It's like, <laughs> you forgot my table. Oh yeah, sorry. The table. Um, yeah, but the other table people don't speak to us because <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't know if they've got some kind of envy. I've no idea what they're talking about. Anyway, what we're going to do, what we like to do in the show is we like to have a little kind of, I guess, Look back at the sapling of the past before we stare at the redwood of the present and we look forward to the axe of the future, <laughs> which is as bad as it gets. Um, you're, you're from up north, am I right? Or down south, because I am up north and you are technically down south. Definitely down south um, from you. Uh, my wife's from there in Venice, so she basically says everyone is from down south so uh <laughs> that must mean that on your way up if you've gone up to if you've gone up to see our side of the family that you would have passed through my way because i'm central scotland and you can't escape kind of going through central yeah scotland, we get to we kind of get guess. to edinburgh and we're like well that's ki- well, well glasgow then we're like well that's kind of <laughs> halfway there <laughs> so it's a fair old trip it's the it's the last six miles I've heard to Inverness in which you have yeah, to get on horseback. That's right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you have to get it. You have to take out the hunting if rules the snow gates, to take down the local flora and fauna. The snow gates are down. You just turn around and go home again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like your man that wrote um, <laughs> your man that wrote Game of Thrones kind of based based the frozen north on Inverness folk are going to come and get me it's okay you can't come and get me because the sun comes down here and I know you're afraid of it um 
we're talking about obviously we're going to talk about Stoey at some point probably like minute 45 <laughs> and then you'll go goodness sake this is a whole load of nonsense why weren't we talking about this before but um, you <laughs> this is going to say I mean you're a bit of a beaver Dav, you've always had a bit of a love of wood. I am, I am indeed <laughs> a beaver. I do, I do love wood. That's that sounds very wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> That's why I was going there because people in America are going to be listening to this. Oh and my going, god! That, um, that, that, that don't, don't, don't do impressions because that just sounds bad at all. Now we've lost all of our American well, listeners, don't. except the really intelligent, except the really intelligent ones who stay on. And identify a joke when they can hear them. Um, so, I mean, I was jo- when I had um, when I had Scott Pease on the other show. I was talking about him, you know, getting home after a hard day of project management and whittling some wood. But that seems to have been your start. I mean, looking at your the wonderful kind of autobiography that you put on the the, the fantasy the fantasywoodworks dot com forward slash about. Um, well, yeah, it's you had a, you, had, a, you had an attic, a, a workshop at the age of fourteen. I did. I um, I had a, I always had a thing about wood, and um, yeah, I had an attic uh, in my parents' <laughs> house. It was half my love at the time was photography and woodwork. So I had um, oh. a dark room that I set up in the attic. So half of it was uh, yeah. was dark room, and then the other half was uh, woodwork, which. It's a diabolical idea, obviously, because you're busy sanding and planing, and then you go into the other half, which is mm. supposed to be, you know, dust-free, uh, and all your pictures yeah. uh, come out look like it's snowing on all of them. Um, and I'm sh- Was it like a battle between the two of the hobbies, and eventually photography just had to go to the wayside because there was no way. No, it didn't actually. You could um, kind of keep keep. For, no, photography's right. always been there as well. Um, I was once nominated to be as the, uh, I don't know who nominated me, but I was nominated as the the universe's uh, best film photographer. Um, and I, the, the uh, final uh, handing out of prizes was in Las Vegas. I didn't go. Uh, I just imagine if I turned up and I was in the running to win this thing and some sort of alien, some grey alien turned up with a cracking portfolio. <laughs> and go, no, here you go. Like, no! Why wasn't it just the world? <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the slugs from Cephula 5 popped up and says, well, actually, we take photographs in the fifth dimension, including time. <laughs> so you can see how this kind of flower, you can see this flower just now, but if you switch the photograph slightly, you can also see how it looks when it was just fresh and then when it eventually dies and seeds and becomes a new flower and just like... Well, can't I mean, I'm there in the background ripping up my photographs of trees, and I know it's blown it again. Um, but how how do you become? I mean, who who's the person that goes? We can decide who's the best in the universe. I mean, surely that's not. Surely that's just. I'm you know, I'm guessing they didn't have work? a lot of people nominated from you know <laughs> Venus or anything. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing it was mainly world-based. I, I can't see it going much beyond that. But I, does it sound more impressive if you're if you're the best photographer in the known universe? Know, because, I, I, yeah, I guess on the other side of it, if you said I'm kind of the 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 I'm kind of like the photographer's Mister Universe. Yes. People would expect you to be like, like there with your camera and your fake tan. And you're absolutely very, very low body fat. And every time you were taking a picture, you were kind of switching poses. It's like, do you want to see, do you want to see this big exposure, or do you want to see the swans, or did you get tickets for the gun show? And it would be kind of taking pictures, but it would be kind of taking sweeping big arm. They would definitely be um, bitterly disappointed when I turned up with my uh, <laughs> middle-aged beer drinking body. Um, my head under my head under a cloth on an old uh, Victorian style camera, just swearing because I can't see the screen anymore. <laughs> so, uh, touching on the photography, then, because I'm looking at the website. Is this is the 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 website the photography on this is this the result of your efforts? Then? Yeah, I've got a very uh, checkered, all over the pace path, uh, really. So. Mm. I've done many things in my life, um, none of them very successfully, unfortunately. Um, 
right. so yeah i was um i went to to uni uh to study industrial design um really mm-hmm. i only really studied drinking playing guitar seeing bands <laughs> um and learning the worth of the check guarantee card that we used to have back in the day which which oh which meant any time you wanted a pepe's pizza you just sign that check and there you go and uh wow. Until the bank goes, I think we you probably need to hand that card back again now. <laughs> <laughs> you probably just can't. You just can't. You're right. You're writing checks. You can't yeah. cash. Kind of thing. We do remember there was an Edinburgh just at the top of um, the end of Princess Street. If you go down a bit, just towards the playhouse on the right hand side, there was a famous pub called the Black Bull, and they used to cash checks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's got near payday and you didn't have any money. You would just go to the little black bull and you, as long as you kind of like had enough for a pint, you'd go and have a pint and you'd go, oh, go and, um, go and cash this cheque, will you? And it used to, you just used to be quite happy to, to kind of they do They were it. golden days. I don't know if it was part of some Absolute kind Absolute of... golden days. I think they guaranteed up to 50 quid, so you could just be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Write your cheque and then you would just have to deal with the crushing yes, overdraft yeah, fees as exactly, a student kind exactly of later that. on. But that was one of these that was one of these kind of things. So So yeah, out of out of uh, out of college I um I then accidentally became an in uh, graphic designer. Um which I then did for about twenty years. Um which stemmed from, I, at the time I had a business, well, we started a business making concrete speaker stands, me and my mate. Um, okay. And quite why, I have no idea, but that was what we were doing. Um, and, and my mate Billy worked at the uni at the time and someone phoned up and said, um, do you think, is there anyone there who might be able to design a brochure for our company, like a graphic design department? Um, and they didn't have one at the at yeah. Sheffield Uni at the time, so... Billy came around to my house at lunchtime and went, do you think we could design a brochure? And I was like, yeah, of course we can design a brochure. How hard can that be? Um, and that's where it all started, a 20-year career in graphic design. And the, but he was like, I did concrete speaker stands and then it's like, is that not like one of those kind of, that leads into, there must be a joke about that, you know what I mean? There must be some kind of thing, you know, so there I was. On my second concrete <laughs> concrete speaker stand, my mate turns up and he says, we've got to make this brochure. And But you you sound a bit bitter about being a graphic designer. Was it one of these kind of things that you fell into and then you weren't able to get out because the money was steady and the money was okay? And you started off going, I want to do creative flair. But then the problem with brochures and stuff like that is people... They expect kind of standard, normal stuff with particular types of brochures. And if you want to be really creatively flary, then people go, nah, I don't like that. I want, I just want what they've got, except in green. Well, please. I did. There was an element of that, I remember, because as part of the job as well, I took on photography. So I did quite a bit of uh, product photography too. And I remember at one point photographing toilet seats, thinking this this isn't what I was looking for in life. This, or, I mean, there were new ones. There weren't used toilet seats, but... I was like, this wasn't where I was aiming for. But I did, um, we did do quite a lot. Of, in the early days, we did a lot of work for the lead mill here in Sheffield, um, doing a lot of band band right. posters and all that stuff. So it was quite interesting. Yeah. And then when I went on and got a proper job, um, we did a lot of, uh, back in the day, it was PS2 uh, packaging. So uh, stuff for Sony wow. and uh, sort of quite big companies. So it, it, the work was quite interesting. Um, but I always felt a bit like a fraud because I never sort of meant to be a graphic designer. I always felt, you know, I had that imposter syndrome, even though I got to be, you know, a senior designer and all this and, and have all my own clients and, and all that sort of business. I always thought, I'm not sure this is this is quite what I... I'm not sure I'm qualified for this 20 years later. <laughs> I think you fall into stuff, though. You end up becoming kind of like um, good at stuff. And you don't mean to end up becoming kind of like good at stuff. And then you sit there and you get an, a horrific amount of imposter syndrome with like people. Because you you listen to, you, you look at other people and you compare yourself to other people and what they are doing. And you're like, I'm not anywhere close to what these people are kind of doing. And, I'm, and, yet, and yet they're considering me in the same kind of 
places these people and I can understand kind of a, I can understand a specific I do understand kind of an imposter kind of syndrome did you then get did the photography or did that still allow you to have like a, a creative escape because you sound to me like somebody that you know um I could put you in a graphic design job and you would end up turning out the same stuff but also at the same time you want to be sneaking off and doing kind of banksies <laughs> you want to be doing something kind of creative that isn't tied down which is a bit more free i can imagine getting a brief from sony saying okay what you've got to have is it's a set of shoes on like a skateboard except the shoes and the skateboard have got to be on fire and the fire's got to be green and they've got a very particular kind of shade of green that they want in the photograph and it's kind of you're creative, but you're kind of restrictive in your creativity. So when you were away from that, were you kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do all these different things? Yeah, instead? I've always uh, had the misfortune of being overly creative. So I've always got to be coming up with something, designing something. So the photography kind of came from um, the landscape photography that I ended up doing kind of came from the fact I was, I was getting fat and I was like, I need to go out in the Peak District and walk around. <laughs> and... Um, I need an excuse, really, because I'm not just going to potter about. So I'm going to take up landscape photography. Um, right. So I sort of went out, and I'm not the sort of person um, who will just be average. I'm, I, I hate just going, oh, it's fine. I'll just do what everyone else is doing. I always sort of want to forge my own path. So I sort of ended up uh, being a bit more creative and doing stuff that wasn't the norm, landscape photography-wise, which which was cool. It sort of gets you a bit more known in that field. And, um, yeah, I got to be... If I was a football team, I'd say I was somewhere around Wigan Athletic, something like that, in the the photography. uh, You know, if... You You could have said Sheffield. I was wrong about Sheffield. (laughs) I'm not that bad. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was something. I haven't really done much for, for quite a few years now, and I do think... I should really try get back into it again. Um, it's getting to the season now, when I like I kind of like the Greek weather and uh, the 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 hmm. you know I, I photograph like bits of twigs and things, so uh, that's the sort of weather I like for for that sort of thing. So you're still very much a kind of a a rambler, a walkabouter, and the reason that I'm saying this is because I am looking at your sets, which can only be seen. <laughs> You've got some hardwood plinths, and I never thought that that would be a phrase <laughs> I would ever be saying on this show in the last six or you know last seven years I've been doing it. But do you, when you're going out and about, when you're doing your photography, are you do you often come back with a big bag of wood that you've managed to kind of find uh, as not, well? Because on your on shop, I can see lots and lots of little bits. Not of so wood. much for the products. Um, one hmm. of the side effects of, of doing Stoey and getting very much into the game world is um, I've started painting miniatures hmm. again, um, which was something oh. I used to do when I was like 15, that sort of age. Um, yeah. And I did a previous Kickstarter, which was uh, Stacky, which was uh, some sort of boxes, like trays that all stack on top of each other. Um, and I was like, I need some, some miniatures to put in the photos here. Um yeah, I was like, I can, I can paint mini. I need another task to to use my time. I'll, I'll start painting miniatures again. Um, and since then, I've just, I absolutely love it now. I absolutely love doing it. Um, but I will. Yesterday, I was. There's been some some wind up here, and we've got a tree outside the house, and loads of mossy branches had fallen off the tree. And I was sort of picking them all up, and my wife's like, "This is for your little fellas, isn't it?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so she's her little my my hobby space is up in the attic. So she's always like, "Are you going upstairs to play with your little fellas?" I'm like, "Yes." Oh, wow, <laughs> wow! But that's all right because the new series of maths has started. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so it's fine. It's like you know, it's like you know, because if you sit down and go tonight, tonight I'm just going to sit down next to you and watch the telly, <laughs> and then, and then the various shows, television so shows starting about halfway through. <laughs> You get a sideways glance. What are you doing? And it's like, have you not got, you know, something to do? And I thought, well, I remember just the other week we we're having this conversation about we're not spending enough time together. And it's like, yes, well, that wasn't applicable for tonight because you know I've got my shows on tonight. 
and you're not like watching my shows, so couldn't you take a trek and do something else she's instead? Like, she's she's um, actually quite good because you know, one of my other uh, interests that's uh, probably happened from being in a workshop a lot, listening to podcasts, is yeah. she's got a bit of a thing for Bigfoot and 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 all that sort of business. So we like sit down to watch a TV program, Carol, and Carol will be like, "Put something on." I'm like, "Yeah, a big Bigfoot documentary." She's like, "Oh, not another one." <laughs> <laughs> And imagine usually, like, if there's a the conversation about, you know, where, a, you know, two people sit down together in a relationship and one of them goes, we just, we have to talk about your big feet, ex- big feet obsession. It's usually, it's usually something else. You know, it's not actually, oh, your actual big foot obsession. Um, so, in terms of that then, are you convinced? Are you one of these people that you watch it? Because I'll tell you what, okay, I watch Ghost Adventures, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, Ghost Adventures is a guilty pleasure because you get, you kind of, you kind of get them going into, you know, and this, and this 17th century house was well renowned for the murders that happened. And then they get the machine out and they're like, they get the machine with a lot of pointy little yeah, lights and yeah. stuff like that. And then, and then they go, and then they go, now we're, and and now we're just going to record what's going on in the background. And then, and then, and then, and then they play back the tape and they go, and they go, did you hear that? And then they play it down and they saw it. And it's, and it's, and if, and then you get the voiceover coming in who sounds like nobody who's on the team. And he goes, and if we play it back, we can clearly hear the voice saying, I'm trapped in the seventh level of hell. Please rescue me. And it's just like when it's so ghost adventures is like that. So I have my suspicions that um, I can't remember what his name is. The guy who runs it, I, I think he might be just putting it on a little bit. To be honest, I once <laughs> I, I once read a review. Like I once wrestling. read a review of that guy. Um, someone had been on one of his his ghost hunts, and uh, the review basically said it was an hour of him just shouting at dust. Is that was that's, that's all he was doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like and, and then if he wasn't shouting it he was sniffing yes yeah. <laughs> he was basically he was ta- he's taking lines of ghost <laughs> dust it's like what are you, what are you doing down in the but, cellar hey, nothing he's good money so you know fair play to him <laughs> exactly it, well exactly you kind of I mean we laugh and joke but they've got like a mainstream kind of television show they, they're obviously and they're going about kind of america making lots oh, yeah, and lots yeah. of money to the point that there's there's like uk ones and stuff like that yeah ghost adventures are the kind of thing so do you believe that there is a, a person with big feet <laughs> going about um you know cutting I, about I think there are business? so many sightings i think there has to be something there has to be something going on i think it might be interdimensional though I don't think it's a big hairy monkey <laughs> going around chucking. I think it's it's coming from another dimension. I don't see anything wrong with that because we're kind of due interdimensional beings now, really. If you think about it, we've had kind of like, you know, pandemics and kind of, you know, the rise of, you know, fa- proto-fascism and all that kind of nonsense. So I think we're kind of due some kind of interstellar, interdimensional kind of beastie coming. Kind well, I think knowing my look, Did um, I'll have I'll have some su- <laughs> uh, some success with Stowie and then like two months later, the, the aliens will turn up and just obliterate half the Earth. I'm like, oh, just when it was starting to work. <laughs> I get but in all fairness, I know that there's some people that kind of like, they kind of like, they ran a Kickstarter for the board game. <laughs> And then they were like, 20, 2019, that's our year. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. get this all out there and delivered. And oh. then they get to they get funded in November of 2019. And then they go, here we go, here we go. We've done it. We've done really, really well. And then they hit into 2020 and everything just shut down. And they're just like that. Going to get your they're game. They're actually playing Pandemic for real. But we don't, exactly, but we don't know when. <laughs> and then the shipping costs went up. And, and there's had to have actually, and there's still kind of game designers out there that are still releasing their kind of their monthly updates to say sorry guys uh, we're still we're still waiting for um for things yeah, to get made yeah. because uh, we completely kind of ran out of money <laughs> um how do you spell stacky let's have a look at stacky, stacky is s-t-a oh god i forgot s-t-a-c-k double i <laughs> 
Oh, right. So like stowy but stacky. It's a theme going on. Stacky. The... <laughs> <laughs> I like things with two eyes, like Bigfoot. Oh, okay. I why did I see this? It. Oh, it's oh, it's oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Do you make them all yourself then, or do you get them manufactured to kind of well, make them this yourself? Well, this is this is all this is all work? part of my horror story. Um, I de- I decided to do that little Kickstarter as a, f- a sort of gap to fill to fill things in. Um, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just make these myself. I can do this. Um, wow. Not realizing yeah. quite hard how hard it was to make. I think like five hundred components in the end on this project. Um, so it's obviously wow. uh, late to be. Uh, fulfilled uh and it's just it's basically they're all going out at the moment but yeah my lesson learned is do not try and mass produce anything yourself on your little cnc machines because it's it it leads to bad ways um Mm. is that been like a whole series of lessons mm. then in terms of how you're meant to do stuff what you should be doing stuff because i know that this has been I mean, joking aside, the last two years have been a pile of lessons for people that are, you know, I've got probably at least one definite, you know, Kickstarter that I'm just kind of like, I don't think I'm ever going to see this one because they they were one of the people that they kind of, they had a, I think it was like a £12,000 funding goal and they funded to like 20 grand or something like that and now they're just, and then there was like the the pan you know the pa- they were at the tail end of the pandemic and then they were starting with the cost cost of you know the the energy crisis and stuff like that and they're yeah. just like mm, we're not going to try and ask you for extra money because we don't think it's fair so we're just going to wait until kind of like prices stabilize and it's like well prices are stabilizing but they're stabilizing as in they're going in a steady kind Upward of trajectory. a steady kind yeah. of incline. it was um exactly it was. I mean, the idea of Stoey was it was actually supposed initially supposed to launch over a year ago, um, um, yeah. but it, it got put off, and I'm quite glad it did because the price of wood has gone up quite a lot. Um, obviously, all the shipping and things as well. So if we had have launched it a year, year and a half ago, we probably would be in that position where we'd be like, oh, the, any sort of profit we we had is, it seems to have disappeared. So at least now it's it's hopefully at the higher end of material cost. So and things have evened out quite well, so hopefully, um, mm. you know, it's it's better now that it's it's held off to this stage. Where did the? I mean, based on your history, I'm wondering if somebody just ran into the room and went, "Dav, Dav, 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 we've got to make a gaming table." And you went, "Right, funny, you should funny, <laughs> I mean, funny, you should actually it. say that." Um, <laughs> what happened was, uh, so I I ended. I was a graphic designer. I was doing a lot of web stuff and I was just like, I'm sick of this now. I'm sick of trying to learn JavaScript and all this thing. I'm too old for all this lot. Um, I want to go back Mm. to furniture. And and when I bought my house, um, I built a big, big workshop in the garden and it was uh, as big as building regs would allow. So um, I was like, I'm going to get back into furniture. And I'd done an interior for a friend's camper van. Um, and, and I did an interior yeah. for my own camper van. So I was like, I'm going to start a, a camper van interior business. Um, <laughs> and at that point, my wife should have slapped me hard around my face and gone, you are not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but instead she went, oh, okay, cool. Um, so and what led on from that was maybe seven of the worst years of my life. It was absolutely horrendous. It took me to the darkest places. I was working like 90 hours a week, not really making any money. Yeah just oh it was horrendous so it was actually when lockdown happened as i have to get out of this and thankfully lockdown worked quite well for me because it it, people weren't going i need my camper van in two weeks time because i'm going on holiday i'm like well you're not are you You can't even go to co-op never mind uh never mind the isle of sky so forget that (laughs) um so um so i got a bit breathing space there and then um after in those weird heady times when we were allowed to go back to the pub again, uh, as long as you, I think you could only go for like 42 minutes and you had to wear a hat and you absolutely yeah. weren't allowed to look at anybody. Uh, if you went to the toilet, you had to walk in backwards, all that kind of stuff. Um, I went to the pub with my mate Mark, um, who's a gaming guy. And uh, we were talking about my camp van business and I wanted out and all this. And um, at the time I made like little boxes that fitted in between the seats in camper vans. 
Um, yeah. And he was like, why don't you make a, like a little folding gaming table thing? So I was like, right, okay, we've only got another 32 minutes in the pub, so speak fast. What are we going to do? Um, <laughs> so he's, he's like, yeah, you know, it's really... And I knew Mark played games and, and all this. So I was like, okay, what, well, what's... what's a... Can I just interject here and just say that it's not just Mark, it's Mark it Dainty. It is Mark Dainty, yes, that's right. Of not, of not yeah, yeah, that's gaming. Right, yeah. So, so like you're kind of like brushing <laughs> over him, like it's just that... It's just like a dainty way of brushing over <laughs> poor old well, Mark. Mark no. He's a good lad. You know, Mark is quite, you know, he's he is a good lad and he's quite, he is, he's relatively kind of he well is, known he in is. space. It's like, oh yeah, this guy, he kind of plays yeah, games now and again. He's got like a I channel. I think he played Monopoly <laughs> once or something, you know, he's about sort of thing. Wow. Um, he said it was the best game <laughs> he's ever played as well. And that he says he can't be bothered with um, any of these other kind of more biggery game kind of things you can't be bothered with that kind of nonsense it's just like you know as far as he's concerned um it's monopoly or die he loves he loves he loves his monopoly in fact his youtube channel he's got unboxings of he's got what's he got he's got barbie monopoly (laughs) here he's done an unboxing of london london shopping i believe he's a sheffield one as well he's done his latest video is sheffield monopoly and why i'll never sell this (laughs) version of monopoly he's crossed uh, he's he's crossed west street (laughs) out put his own road on there all that sort of stuff um it's he's called it's like not, not board, board gaming, gaming if you yes. haven't checked out his channel. It's good. It's good fun, especially if you like kind of getting park lane. <laughs> yeah, check, check, <laughs> check out. So yeah, Mark. Show. So Mark. Anyway, so Mark was basically you should try this. Um, I was like, right. So mm. it's like, what about this then? So he's he got uh he got Kickstarter out and showed me the uh woodworm uh, uh, wormwood uh campaign that made four hundred gazillion pounds. I was like, hello, okay, this has got legs. So mm. um. I went away and designed something that was called the Ark, uh, which was like a bigger fold-up table. Uh, prototyped yeah. it all, and it was it was okay. It was kind of like a you know those things you're supposed to vault over at school, those uh, sort of vaulting mule things. It was that sort of shape, a bit smaller. A vault. A vaulting horse mule, um, donkey. I don't know. People are shouting yeah, at a school. This actual things. I was. Je- we're just just angered again, Jim. I wasn't big in PE. <laughs> really um, I wasn't big at that. Um, <laughs> so I went away and signed this, and then uh, a few weeks later, or a couple of months later, we were back at the pub again. Uh, different pub this time. Um, I think we we're allowed out for two hours at this point. Um, and Mark's like, "Well, that, yeah, that's great, but I think perhaps you should do a smaller one." I was like, oh, "Really?" Um, so. <laughs> Uh, I was like, okay, well, this makes sense. Maybe do something that's smaller as a, a start project, something a little bit smaller. So um, I went home, and then the next morning, in my drunken, lying there drunk in bed or hungover at least, I was like, I came up with the idea of Stowie, which was this much smaller little little thing. Um, so the concept mm-hmm. sort of came the next day, but obviously it was a lot of work to get it to the stage it's at. Um, so. Yeah, from there, the idea was really to start the Fantasy Woodworks, um, do other things as well, like the boxes I make, dice boxes and dice towers and all that sort of stuff, uh, but really focus on Stoey to get that developed. Uh, thankfully, it meant I got to see the, the very back of uh, camper vans. In fact, I can't even look at my own anymore. <laughs> it's really funny because it seems to be like um, around my estate, it seems to have become the kind of the latest hobby. There must be about three or four about the estate. And like when it's not raining, I see kind of people out there kind of like putting in strip lights and beds and stuff like that. Pretty much kind of, I think they, you know, they definitely like got hobby bigger farm. Um, during or after lockdown when everyone is like, oh, we need family and, you know, we need to be with our family and all this sort of stuff and find ourselves. Yeah. Let's get camper vans. They've probably all gone off it again now. No, we've had enough of family now. <laughs> Get, let's get back to <laughs> let's back. get back to Tenerife. <laughs> they've actually they've they've actually decided they've gone and gone lived in their camper van to get away from they've, their family and just leave them alone to be watching kind of reality television because that, um, that's, that, that's how they kind they've of had that they've had that four days on mull in the pouring rain gone right let's sell the camper van <laughs> enough of that now. <laughs> but at least we've got Mark along because he's brought all his monopoly for us to play so we're. <laughs> So we're gonna, he's gonna kill me. When well, Mark's me. now Mark's now got his own uh, motorhome, so he's uh, he's joined the ranks. 
Oh, he's just as he's just as bad yeah, as the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, so the so the so the so you can. He's got go. his gin palace. <laughs> he's gin palace, but in f- so one of the things that people are talking about, or I'm talking about, I'm saying people that suggests that I talk to other people, which <laughs> is completely not true. Um, but there are kind of gaming tables on the kind of the market. And one of the things with gaming tables is it automatically allows you to whistle through your teeth. <laughs> because every single time I've inquired about a gaming table, somebody's told me the price of the gaming table. And I've went, yeah, yeah. like that. So was that one of the main deciders behind kind of coming up with story was to kind of make it kind of more affordable because what kind of pr- what kind of price I mean cutting to the chase what kind of price are we looking at for what would kind of get you through the door with an average kind of um, story well the table without all the fancy accessories is uh, 550 550 pounds plus VAT so that's about 640 I believe uh, the whole right. singing dancing uh, with all the accessories comes in at around a grand with with um, with that uh, £750 without that. So the idea was always to, to keep it as low as I could. So it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't mm. competing with those bigger tables. Um, and it's, you know, I, I get comments a lot with people going, oh, if it was like $300, I might be interested. I'm like, well, if it's $300, I'd be paying you to have it. And that's as bad as I am at business. I'm not doing that. Um <laughs> so yeah it's 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 kind of the price has gone up but it's it's got to the stage where you know even even down to the packaging that i've designed is um all cardboard so it's all um honeycomb cardboard so i don't want any plastic in mm. there and it's got bags for things and lots of little extras so it's still a very much a premium product but hopefully at a price that's a little more affordable uh the main thing really was that people just haven't got room for a you know, in, in Britain particularly, we don't have dining rooms that we, we can put, uh, you know, river tables um, that, that no. are eight foot square. You know, it, a lot of people are in flats or small houses. Um, and the idea of Stowey really was that if you if you wanted a gaming table, it's one that you can just put up when you need it. You can have it in your house or you can take it around to a friend's house, take it outside, um, take it camping. So the idea was, it, it, you know, it's something that's very flexible and... and um, something that you can use as you need it to be used really and hopefully at a, an affordable price that you can still impress your friends with was it um is the idea then when you're going to kind of kickstart it, is it is it more of a like a pre-order kind of situation than an actual this is a kind of a price to pay for kind of ordering and manufacturing the kind of the table because i can't i can't I can't imagine it will be an economy of stick scale like a kind of a like a print run. I mean, I guess if you're doing if you're able to buy, you know, if if you end up with like um, five hundred orders for this, then does that affect the economy of scale, or is it more of a case to say, well, let's kind of get the word out there that this thing exists, and also see if we can get some people kind of ordering it. No, I'd, um, or are I'd, you, I'd, or are you, how you, how are you planning on tackling? Very much it? like people to order it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. th- there is uh, a bit of a price reduction if we get to bigger numbers, but yeah, it's not a great, it's not huge amounts. You know, if it goes from three hundred sales to five hundred, you know, it, it it gets a little cheaper for us to produce, but not a not a huge amount. Um, equally, mm-hmm. if it if it sold ten, that would probably be a bit tra- uh, problematic uh, to produce them at a decent price. Um, in the end. It was always my intention to go on kick to, to do Kickstarter, but um, the problem yeah. I have is that it's kind of a bit unfashionable these days. But I'm actually using crowdfunding for I think what it was originally designed for, which is actually kickstarting a business. Um, obviously, a lot of people use it now. You get games manuf- uh, table table manufacturers who will be like, "Oh yeah, we've uh, we're now making this one in." Uh, in Canadian beach. So it's version 1.5.3. Yeah. So we're going to put it on Kickstarter again. You yeah. know, it's really just become a marketing thing. Yeah. 
thing, a marketing launch thing or a, a, a way of getting some more money in. Um, with myself, yeah. it's really, I want this to kickstart the fantasy woodworks and Stoey. Um, but the problem I had was that I have ha- absolutely no marketing budget whatsoever. So I was looking mm-hmm. at Kickstarter thinking it's got it. Kickstarter's got its preview page, but it's absolutely atrocious. You know, it's a picture and a paragraph. So no one really bothers with it. I think it now comes up in searches a bit, but no one really bothers with the, the that stuff. And I started looking at GameFound. And I was like, hang on, they've got a really good pre-order page. It's, you know, a preview page where you can basically make it your campaign page, put all your details in, yeah. you can get feedback, uh, you get comments, which are mainly good. Um, and you can basically plan it all that way. And I was like, that's that's a really good idea. I like that because then it's it's almost like I can send people there and it is like a marketing thing, really, rather than having to do Facebook ads I can't afford. Um, and the other thing I really liked about GameFound was um, that they do the uh, stretch pay so people can pay in installments, which you can't get with Kickstarter. And because um, Stoey is obviously a little bit more expensive than just buying a game, yeah. I really like the idea of being able to split it up so people can pay for it in, in four sections. And also, uh, GameFound really yeah. do seem to care about the people who are who are on there. Like uh, Kickstarter, you send them a message and they just look through their little pile of stock answers and go, there you go, there you are. Um, where the, the guys at GameFound really look after you and, and talk about what you're doing and they even hassle you to do updates and things. So really like the system there. So generally, I think GameFound is a much better platform. The only downside, of course, is it doesn't have the big footfall that that Kickstarter has. So that is a bit of a gamble. Um I think I think we're kind of we're kind of in a funny we're kind of in a funny place with crowdfunding and the fact that I used to you did used to go to Kickstarter and see what was going on. In fact what I used to do was go on to Kickstarter, filter it by the kind of the latest projects and then just chuck a quid at them all. Right, yes. Just to kind of like, you know, because I had quite, I've got quite a few people following me on Kickstarter and me chucking a quid at something means that it ends up in about, <coughs> you know, 20 or 30 people's other kind of inboxes and kind of raises awareness uh-huh. kind of that way. Now I've kind of got, you've kind of got things like the backer kits mm, now, mm. put his hand out there and, and, you know, you've got game found as well. And I think that, I think that the way... Kickstarter seems to be like the the Amazon of the crowdfunding yes. world, where it's it knows that everybody's gonna gonna use it. That everybody thinks, you know, if you talk crowdfunding, you know, the number of times I'm writing a preview for something, and I'll put I'll 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 have to change it from the word Kickstarter to crowdfunding because it's not you know it's not a Kickstarter project. But I'm so used to writing the word Kickstarter that it, it automatically kind of comes it's up. Always- in the vocabulary it's, when it's I'm almost writing, like become know? like the word hoover isn't it which you know it means vacuum cleaner but it's a, a brand that's almost what kickstarter yeah become, yeah yeah exactly but at the same time there there just seems to be this kind of um a slight level of arrogance mm, there. Mm. um and the, the kind of there's a very much a kind of a oh, we're going to use kind of like blockchain. And then people were kind of like, well, um, we don't want you to use blockchain. And then they were like, well, we're going to use it anyway. And then six months later, they came out and says, well, actually, oh, sorry, you know, did you, we were kind of like in the pub and we had taken lots of shots. And then Sandy said blockchain and I thought it was funny. And then I released a statement on it and then we had to pedal it back. So we're really sorry. But the responsibility always seems to lie on the end user, whereas GameFound, there does seem to be kind of like, they're talking about account managers, but they do seem to actually have mm, account managers yeah, who yeah. want things to be kind of successful and they want to be kind of pushing it. And um, total transparency, uh, a friend of mine does work for kind of GameFound. Mm. So, but, I, but then I have friends that work for GameFound, but I don't have friends that work for Kickstarter because there doesn't seem to be that kind of um, relationship. But it's like on, on, on Kickstarter, you... they, um, you know, you can put a page forward to be approved and they go like, yeah, fine. And then you can basically just take it all down and start again if you wanted to. 
uh, with GameFound, mm. they're, they're like really finicky. It's like if one of my add-ons hadn't got a description, like, nope, not approving it till you've put something in there. Like, oh, please give me a break. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, so they really care about what the, the pages look like, I think, and the products that are on there. Um, to the stage, they're actually quite, when I first contacted them, they were a little bit, uh, they were sort of a bit disparaging about the product. And oh, we, we had a fold-up table that was on there. Uh, recently and it did really mm. badly so i don't know if there's room for your product and i've been working on this for two years i think there's a you know <laughs> people uh people have been dancing in front of it at the uh, uh uh at the nec you know people do like it so um i think we're okay but they are yeah you know they're, bit, they're not like oh great come on you know they are very uh realistic as well the product the product that yeah. didn't work which is game fold away fold up gaming table was it ended up being about 80 kilograms and uh, about three and a half grand so it's like yeah i could see why that didn't do so well <laughs> <laughs> you kind of need i kind of need a car it's portable. as well if i'm going to be portable as long as you've got a forklift not. somewhere around your house <laughs> portable as long as you're quite happily to kind of lift 18 stone worth of portable. If, you, if you're one of those uh, if you're one of those buff photographers we talked about earlier you'd probably be fine <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm looking for the i'm looking for the mr universe of gaming need. tables yeah. to help me move my gaming table <laughs> around the place when i got my gaming table because this sucker's so big but <clears throat> in terms of marketing then what has it been like kind of getting the word out on it has it you know has that presented its own level of challenges i guess as you being a kind of a busy businessman and having kind of experience you would have done the kind of the pitching you would have done the kind of touting for business kind of thing but how's it been kind of it's a it is a unique mm, product yeah um and i can't imagine i can i can't imagine if you go into like a crowd normally if you go into like a crowdfunding facebook group and say hey does anybody want to talk to me about my product on their wherever you would get oh could you say send us out a sample not and it's so like much, it's no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no you're not gonna don't really gonna be doing that <laughs> so how have you approached the kind of the marketing side of this? um well we we got quite a lot of traction early on particularly because mark was was mentioning it in uh, a lot of the facebook groups uh, which got us quite a few people on our facebook page uh so that got a lot of interest and um we got a reasonable mailing list as well, which I didn't really keep up with too much, so I should have sent more stuff out, but you know. Um, but really, it has been, you know, we did three shows this year, which is good. We did the NEC, the Tabletop Scotland and Aircon, mm. uh, yeah. where we got really good uh, feedback and people were very excited there. So it's just been really a bit of that, really, just just getting a word of mouth and... Uh, and just getting on the Facebook groups. Obviously, you can't go on the Facebook groups too often and go, look at me again, look at me. Like, no, go away, go away yeah. now. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just been kind of organic. It, it would have been great to do some Facebook ads probably, but I think uh, maybe further down the line we might do that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's really just been word of mouth. And the the, the preview page on GameFound is doing pretty well. I think it's got like uh, 1,600 yeah. followers, which is good. Um, it's just a question of how many of those people are actually going to pledge which is the I don't know situation you don't well you don't you don't know do you because it's a decision but you've kind of got like a hybrid product I mean I think if like if I'm talking if I was talking like a solid kind of gaming table first of all that's never going to happen in my house because I've got a dining table and me saying oh yeah I want to turn the dining table that we've got into a, a gaming table the answer is going to be kind of no <laughs> however from I guess from another practical point of view if I've then got something portable that's more appealing to me because it could be a case of well I could actually just bring this along to you know, the hall, wherever we're going to be having our kind of our next event and I'll bring it along and I'll get it set up and it'll be something fancy and it'll be better than setting up a coming out, a couple of kind of pasting tables as well. We've had we've had quite um, a few people who are developers, game developers, going, oh, this would be really cool to take to shows to put our games on. You know, we can pack them away. Hmm. Um, I've now got an add-on which is like little wheels that clip onto it so you can use it like a little trolley so you don't have to pick it up and carry it across the car park. Um, so, you know, people mm, like, it'd be really cool if we had a couple of these on our stand to show games off because it's got all the lights around it and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it has, it's, uh, I don't want to blow my own trumpet or anything, but it has got many uses. Uh, you know, you can use it without the legs as a coffee table. 
um, and uh, have it at different sizes, take some of the panels off to use it as a smaller table. We took one down too. Uh, there's a, a girl called uh, Cozy Rosie who uh, we took a, a table down to her in London. She's got a little flat down there and she's yeah. uh, she's an influencer. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's ideal for her because you know, she can set it up in a little room. And I think she, she, she's got 85,000 followers on TikTok, which is... Just, I think I've got I've that's got thirty. I think that's um, uh, she did a, a video of it, and I think got like three hundred thousand views. And so yeah, it's, it was quite popular. We were like, oh, this is good. I can see what these influencers are all about now. I see why we give them things. <laughs> you can see you you have you have worth. Exactly. You have the, have this, and you shall you shall be you shall be providing me with kind of more. What size of games is it going to fit? I mean, is it a particular size of game it does well with? I mean, is this a because it looks like you can expand it out. So is it is it good for pretty much all of the kind of the the main kind of bigger hitters and stuff like that? that you yeah. Can? So the main the main surface of the table is three foot square. So you are, you know, you might struggle to get, uh, you know, like um, Warhammer sort of stuff on there. But uh, we mm. are doing an extension to make it up to four foot square. After that, I, I can't I can't wow. go any bigger than that. Um, but yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it really started out as being a table that was more for solo gamers, probably. So most most solo games will fit on there. And it has uh, extra slotting side extensions for tokens and uh, cards and things. Mm. So for for unless it's a you know a very big game, it's pretty much going to fit on there. And the other thing is, you can actually join two together. So um, you can take one of the light bars off and slot two tables together to obviously make a, a six by three table wow or more you could put you could put See, four together if that you that i mean you could do the whole thing couldn't you you could literally write the word stoey and stoey tables you could do that yes yes you could literally You'd... do that and then you could just have a super super kind of kind like of game i like that I like the idea of having something that you can set up for a couple of days and it's just sitting there. Then you play your game and then you kind of put it away. And you know it's just a temporary thing so you can stick it in the garage and have all the lighting and then just come in and kind of yeah, play your yeah. game. And then when you're taking it down, you're kind of like taking it down. So it kind of appeals. It kind of uh, it kind of appeals. I also like the, um, the fact you've got all the little um, kind of side accessories as well. So you've got like people playing kind of wingspan and they've got their own specific playing mm, yeah, yeah. kind of shelf where they kind of put all their they kind of put all their accessories on which kind of makes things uh kind of yeah it makes things kind of interesting uh, you've got drinks there as well which would never happen <laughs> in my house nobody's, well i went for i also went for the big uh stainless drink. drinks holder so they'll actually <coughs> hold a pint as well or a a a flask a big flask rather than the smaller ones just, that would just be absolute. That would just be absolute <laughs> carnage. I can't imagine. Why are you encouraging? You can also you can also leave them in the bottom of the stoey, so it's not on your gaming surface. You can leave them down there, so your drinks are out of the way, or leave them down there and. and well, use you them could as, leave them in the kitchen. You could leave them in the kitchen. No. You could do that. Leave them in the kitchen. Just keep you them away. You could fill. Just like you could fill them with flowers. Maybe just, dry you know, flowers in there or something. It would have been ironic there if you just would, to think, I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> you just like no, they're perfectly safe. Uh, like, oh, what no. was happened? I've just spilt. I've just spilt smelly beer. Right, get rid of all over. Get rid the of the table, cups. We're not having them anymore. Completely. <laughs> just gonna. We're gonna just start. I'm just gonna start licking the table, even though my whole entire workstation is gonna smell of beer. I've destroyed next, many a uh, keyboard using uh, that, that technique. I must say. I. I, I don't I I would I would say it's like uh, it's probably I that's something you can blame on Bigfoot. <laughs> it just came in, didn't it? Why does it smell a beer though? It's a it's beer. A, foot. He's a heavy. It's a, he's new, a heavy drinker. That it's guy. a new species. It just comes in steaming from the forest, <laughs> as you know. Most things that come in from the forest are always slightly kind of slightly kind of steaming. Um, when's the launch the date? The launch for date Stoy, is you know? uh, the tenth of the tenth. So if I have a look at my page here, not that I've got it on my screen all the time or anything, but uh, oh, I've turned it off. I believe it's 13 days time. 
That's scary. It is very scary, yeah. yeah. But it's also at the same time, it's good that you've picked a date that Americans can't confuse. Yes, yes, absolutely. Which <laughs> <laughs> is what you want. It's like, I'm just, I'm not saying anything, but I am going to say stuff, is that like when I get dates, things coming out and it's like, oh yeah, we'll see you on, you know, we'll see you on October 4th. And it's ten four, and it's like no, that's yeah, tenth that's, yeah. you've Get missed that. Yeah. Out. So this is the tenth of the tenth, so everything's going to yeah, fine. Yeah. Unless of course people turn up at twenty three minutes past ten in October, and you just like, well, you're absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, for for people that have listened along tonight and they're just like going, eh, this is like a roller coaster. Please can we get off? Has the ride mm. finished? Where where can they find you? Where do you exist on the internet web? Um, where can they find well, you? Well, we have the website for the Fantasy Woodworks, which is thefantasywoodworks.com. It's not a clever name, but, you know, it's a clever website, well, it was, And it's full of bits it of It was wood. available. Which is always good. And there's a fabulous range. I'd like to point you to the wonderful, beautiful range of dice towers. The replacement dice tower for Wingspan, which looks absolutely cracking yes. you've also got a wonderful range of dice boxes that start from that start from about 35 quid and go upwards and they're all wonder if you're talking about christmas <laughs> gifts this is a place where you want to go the, uh, where else can we find I'll you say the uh, the boxes and all that sort of stuff is my is kind of like my creative outlet so when i'm not cutting sheet material to make prototype stories i can be pouring resin and playing with pretty wood and all that sort of stuff so that's kind of where that comes from up in my attic in my little my little paintings then um the place to find stoey is um probably the easiest way is to go to stoey.com which is s-t-o-w-i-i.com uh, which will take you to the game found page um and uh i think that i've got an etsy shop but that's basically got the same stuff as the uh the fancy woodwork shop on there and i also have actually I also actually have uh, another little branch to my uh, creativity, which is Cryptees, uh, which... I don't... <laughs> what is that? Well, you know, I said the thing about Bigfoot. Um, I have a yes. range of um, T-shirts that I, ha- that I have um, that are all uh, paranormal-based uh, goodness. So wow. uh, on Etsy, that is Cryptees uh, merch, I believe it is. I thought that was going to go in a different direction. I'm glad it went in a different direction to the direction I thought it was going to be because, you know, and I realised it's tease as in T T T E S and not T. Not teasing. Right. So the, there you go. Yes, that's what I was worried about. I was worried about we're going. I was worried about. I was worried about. Oh no, we're a bit. We've got, we've, we've got a live crypto bro. And he's going to start talking about his Bigfoot coin. Too much of it like that. Oh, I've just wasted 57 <laughs> minutes of my life Finally. <laughs> talking to somebody who's a crypto. Oh, no, he's like got on. He's, how did they get through the net and come on and say, remember, buy our Bigfoot coin. It costs 15 don't be, or whatever Don't be giving it. me ideas. That, that could be funny, a, a Bigfoot coin. I mean, let's say they had Dodge coin, I mean, which I believe musky, musky pups getting kind of sued for, for kind of like inflating the price, but there you go. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll put all the links in the show notes so that we've got notes to show. If you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then go to the internet webs and search for We Are Not Wizards and you'll find us in all the different places, worn out phrases, bright and early for the daily races. We are on the Facebook and you can find us on the website is we're not wizards.com. The blog review site is we're not wizards.co.uk. Um, you can find us across the social media as you just search your for we're not wizards. You will find us pretty much everywhere that something is breathing. If you like what you've listened to tonight, please check out podcast catcher of choice and give us a rating or a review. Um, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it's called and Spotify is always nice because it always helps bump us up a little bit in the charts. If you are going to be giving us a rating or a review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes me big headed, but at the same time, don't give us one star because it makes me cry. Give me something in the middle, like a five, because it's average and we're just a little bit average, but the person who's not been average, rather wonderful, rather fantastic. The over-imaginative man from Sheffield who's bringing you a table that you can shift about that isn't 16 stone. It's Dav Thomas. Thank you for guesting. Thank you very much for having me. 
And there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Dad? Well, I may be a wood wizard, but I'm not a traditional wizard, that's for sure. Every single <laughs> time. Without fail. <laughs> and the other thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Dav. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Dav. And it's a goodbye for me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful, and um, if I'm trying to, you know, if you want to do something kind of that's out there, that's different, but you can move it about, and then you can set it down, and you can play stuff, and it doesn't involve you actually kind of you having to physically whittle wood and cut down trees and everything like that and get yourself a story. But until the next time, goodbye. Wizard is never Is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to.